Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast from the Action Network. I am Chad Millman, and I am going to be joined by professional better, my bestest, bestest friend in the world, Simon Hunter. And I will tell you, everybody, this week, if I can be serious and intimate for a moment, this week we got a lesson in what it means to be an insider. And I don't mean Adam Schefter insider. I mean a Simon Hunter insider. I mean, honest to God. What I mean is when you talk about betting with your friends and when you're sitting on the couch, you know, Zooming with your buddies these days, you want someone who is inside the betting industry, who knows what's going on, who can explain why lines are moving, where money is coming from, and where the edges have been the entire week. That's honestly, that's the whole reason we launched the Action Network. Like, we just believed there's a market for this kind of stuff. And Simon Hunter is that kind of insider. And I'm going to get to that because the story this past week in the NFL was about the Saints-Broncos game. And on Saturday afternoon, all this news leaking out about all three of the Broncos quarterbacks being ineligible to play. All of them, right? So the line for this game, they didn't cancel the game because God knows the NFL just wants to get the freak through December and get into some kind of playoff bubble. So the line for this game had been Saints minus five and a half. When they reposted after the Broncos had no quarterbacks, it was... 15 and a half. Here's the good news for the good guys, meaning Simon and I, we are the good guys in this scenario. Simon had a hunch. Maybe he had a little bit more. In our list of five picks for the DraftKings Pro Football Pick'em National Championship Contest that we are in, Simon on Wednesday afternoon included the Saints at minus five and a half in our picks. So if we wanted to keep it, it was locked. We could change it if we wanted to change it, but as of Wednesday afternoon, it was locked. Sunday morning, we'll get to Simon in a second, but I want people to understand this because this is the payoff for the whole story. On Sunday morning, Simon and I are texting about our picks as we always do. I asked him how we ended up with Saints minus five and a half, which we had not had a long conversation about. His comment, His comment, and this is where Simon is going to explain himself. I started hearing things on Wednesday. Simon, welcome to your podcast. Please explain yourself. Hey, Chad. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, buddy. Um, People might get upset about it because I get it, man. 99% of these people that talk like they're pros aren't pros. I get it. People want this to be fake. They don't want me to be good at this. They don't want us winning. But yeah, man, I I know people who know people who have trusted opinions, who give out trusted facts. People kept asking us why we like New England this week. It's because I had a guy who gave me word that Kyler Murray's got a bum shoulder and they're not giving out the info that his shoulder isn't right. What did we see in that game? We saw Kyler Murray that didn't look right. New England didn't play a good game. We covered, we won, we cashed tickets. The Broncos one was interesting. He hit me up. It might have been Wednesday morning, and it was like uh, getting word that the Broncos have some COVID, that the Baltimore's COVID's worse than getting let on, and that, shockingly, 
he said that the uh, uh, what was it? Might have been um, the Forty ers had some COVID stuff. So I already bet at this time. I already had bet Pittsburgh and the Saints, and I'd already bet the Forty ers So I was like, "Oh shit!" Now I got to buy out of the Forty ers and then I got to put some more on Pittsburgh and the Saints here. And no word. I think the next, yeah, like the next day they might have canceled that Pittsburgh game, or maybe it was Wednesday night they canceled it. So I was like, "All right, good call on that." And then out of nowhere, that Schefter bomb of all three QBs being sat for the Broncos. And I immediately called up Bob, who was like the guy that gave me info. And I was like, how did this dude know? That's insanity. I'm mean, obviously they all tested negative. It was only one guy who came in the building and tested positive. But exactly. I don't know. I didn't know that the QBs had it on Wednesday. I'm just going off these dudes who this is what they do. They network. They have connections. And like, if I can get that little bit of info, and I trust these guys. Yeah, you was wrong about the 49ers. They, they had no COVID issues. They dominated. Like, when it came Sunday and I saw they had no COVID issues, I was cool with backing the 49ers again and betting their money line and betting the number again. But it's one of those where these people are real. They're, like, I know people don't think it's all myth, but it's, these dudes are locked in. They know people. And, like, I, I'm, not, I'm not old enough to question these guys where, like, I respect these guys so highly that if they give me these opinions, I have to trust these opinions. I can't, I won't ever go back. I'm saying, well, what do you know? It's Wednesday. How do you know this? It's all right. This guy's giving me an opinion. He's letting me do whatever I want with it. You either play it or you don't. So it, it was a good day, man. Well, Simon, listen, you are for real. And that is why people listen to this podcast. That's why I credit myself at the end of the day, because I had a hunch when you reached out to me summer of 2019 to say, hey, let's chat. And then I could tell you were for real. And you've been on the podcast ever since. So I, somehow I should get credit for this. But honestly, like, this is serious info. This is serious insider info that impacts betting markets. And honestly, folks, like, this is often how it's done. It's what we're trying to translate. Like, there are people trading in this space, okay? It is, it is, it is a financial market there are instruments that get that where information is key and that is how markets move and that's how advantages are found. When we discuss these games, it is not just based on hunches or projections, but actual knowledge. Simon Hunter is a professional and that's why he's joining us in the pod every week and why we're entered into the DraftKings Pro Football Pick'em National Championship. So before we get to the recap, before we do that, I do want to remind people that we are bringing back the cash fuel phrase that pays contest from now through the end of the season. We are giving a lucky listener $100 for every game we win each week. Boy, someone's getting 400 large this week. And we are giving an equal amount to the charity of that winner's choice. To be eligible, go review the podcast using the phrase, and appropriately the phrase is, Simon says, bet like an insider. And if we like it and we randomly choose it, you will win the money. Here's the beauty also. If you want to keep up with what we are doing, I'm begging you, every pick we make, it's all available in the Action Network app. It's free. It's award-winning. Go download it. Follow Simon Hunter in the app. Every single pick we are making in the DraftKings contest, you can follow there. You can see that this week we went four and one. We boldly 
on when on Thursday morning, we boldly picked the Texans. And then we were feeling pretty good about the Texans. And I believe Simon, you and I texted uh, about four o'clock in the afternoon on Thursday before the Washington Dallas game that we were going to lock in Dallas at two and a half or uh, Washington at plus two and a half. So we won, we were two and zero going into the weekend. You locked in the saints for us. The other two games were a mess of emotion on Sunday morning. You wanted the Pats. I didn't, but because I trust you and your info, I, I went with it. You wanted the Panthers. I did not. I wanted the Giants. You did not. You gave it to me almost out of sympathy. That was a bummer. The Panthers were the last team out. I take responsibility for our lone loss. I heard about it on Twitter. You know, when you told people to blame me. Uh, I especially liked the comment uh, someone sent me, go drink some more cucumber water, you jackass. That was amazing. Yeah, that was nice, right? Here's what I don't get. Here's what I don't get. On Tuesday, we loved Minnesota and we loved Arizona. Fine. We, cha- we changed out of those because of a variety of reasons, which I, Panthers, I think you have to explain to me a little bit. Arizona, I get. Kyler Murray issues. Why did we change out of Minnesota into Carolina? Why did you decide to like them? Uh it was honestly all about what happened during the week. Teddy came back. So I originally thought it was going to be the backup playing in Minnesota. And I was like, well, we're getting great value here. This is a backup QB going on the road playing Minnesota. And then it came out that Teddy was starting. And then the next day it came out that Adam Phelan had COVID. So right there, we're talking about two major pieces. Adam Phelan has been unbelievable this year for the Vikings. And Teddy is just – a solid quarterback who doesn't – he doesn't try to do too much, so he's not going to hurt you in the long run. As that kid, that kid, P.J. Walker, he would hurt us if he was playing for Carolina. So the Carolina in the contest, we were getting four and a half. And with Teddy in there, I had it a grade at three. So I thought we were getting good value getting the four and a half. Um, the Giants one I hated just because I'd already bet against it. And I was trying to be too cute. Like, I really wanted to fight you on it, but in my mind, I had the number at six. It was sitting at five and a half in the competition. I'd bet uh, the other side at six and a half. So I said, you know what? This game could easily land on six, and I'll feel like a genius. So that was definitely on me. I shouldn't have let you do the Giants because I knew it was stinky. I I think, like, Ravel put it out. Like, 98% of the money was on the spread. And um, that was actually what was so funny. It's like I got up, I don't even know, maybe it was like three or four in the morning, Sunday morning. And did all my bets. And I tweeted out, it might have been like 6.30, a list of six teams that were all road teams, favorites, catching over 80% of the money or 70% of the money. I forget which it was. And I just said, it's a great week to ride it with the books. It's going to be a good weekend here. And basically, those plays went 6-0. and And this is one of these weeks where I'm going to go to the sports book Sunday morning, and it's going to be me and three other guys. It's going to be dead. The public just got slaughtered. And – as a pro, these are the weeks, this is what we do, where it's, it's rare you're going to get six to seven road favorites getting all that money on them. It, it was really a perfect storm. It just lined up just right. The public was due for an absolute meltdown of a week. And I luckily just, like you, we all talk about all the time, you take the emotion out of it and you bet these ugly teams. And this was a week where it really paid dividends, where I get it. People are coming on like, people messaging me how bad the Eagles are, how bad any of these other teams are. I, I know. I see how bad these teams are. That's why I talk about you, you play the numbers. It's, 
it's all it is. I'm, I'm playing numbers and trying to play value and find out where the numbers are. So in that Eagles game, I had it at three. That game ended at six. But if Doug Peterson had just kicked a field goal, he went for it on fourth and two on their side, and he threw a, a pick, Carson Wentz. That game would have landed three. I would have felt like a genius because that is the exact number I projected that game for was three. So when these things are happening as the season goes on, that's, that's how I know to trust my system. Like we had a down week oh, a couple of weeks ago, where I, or maybe it was last week, one, one and four, and I was like, all right, I could freak out, over-adjust, and go against what I believe in, or I could just keep trusting myself and see how it goes. And sure enough, yeah, man, it, it, was, it was such a good weekend that I, I think I told you last night I couldn't fall asleep till 1 a.m., and I, my alarm went off at 3.30 to get up and start working again for this week, and it's just like, oh, God. After, like, such a good week, you want to rest near your laurels, but it's like, this is what I love. It's, it's a new challenge this week of trying to win again. So that's, that's the most fun about this job and like the life I live. It's every week. It's a new challenge that you're trying to overcome. So we're, we're back at it again, buddy, with some ugly lines this week. We are back at it. And by the way, that tweet that you sent about the six, uh, the six road favorites and the money they were getting, uh, for some reason that didn't pop into my feed until like late Sunday. If I had seen it early Sunday, I might not have gone on the giants and, and like, I got to say that I've made so many amateur mistakes this season. I feel like I've lost my principles. And I used to have a very sort of specific way what I, that I would bet. I look for short home underdogs. I would look for games in which the public is over-invested on a road favorite. And like those would be sort of the guiding lights for me. And I feel like this year I am – walking away from those, making bad decisions. I look for games where I felt like there was a buy low, sell high situation. The Niners Rams this week was a perfect example. Why didn't we stay on that one? Like we, we had agreed on Thursday on Thanksgiving, like we had agreed we, we liked the Niners and we liked Atlanta. And then on Sunday, I know you were afraid about Julio Jones being out for the, for the Falcons, but like, why didn't we stick with the Niners? I feel disgusted that we just sort of walked away from that. Yeah, and it's usually my fault because I'm, what I'm trying to always do is just get the best of the number in the contest, even sometimes if I don't love the play. Like, I had a ton of money in Atlanta, but the fact that Vegas was two and a half, it made me think about it. It goes, well, I love Atlanta because it's three, three and a half. At two and a half, it kind of makes you want to take Vegas. And that's how they get, you, get us in these competitions. They give us these lines. Like, everyone in the world was taking uh, – the, the Rams because it was six and a half instead of like I liked it at seven it was six and a half so a lot of people in the contest took it so we just stayed away from the 49ers but yeah it, it's it's like you said we overthink stuff because it comes Sunday morning I go well am I being too smart here taking these lines and doing these things in the competition because the 40 the the New England one you hated you 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 Saturday you were just like I hate I hate New England. I do not want to do it and I said to you I hate it too but the guys in the desert love it. So I got to trust these guys because this is what they do. If, if, if they're giving me good info, we got to trust it. So that was a, a, a brutal sweat. But, like, the fact that we had two wins going into the weekend, I was so confident we were going 5-0. and I really, really believed in it. So it stings a little 4-1. and one, But, like I said, we're back in the top 50, and we're only four out of being in the top 10. So got to just drink some good weeks here, buddy, and we're going to be back in that big money. We are, you're right. We are back in the top 50. Uh, on the year, on the year, we are 34 and 26, 
for a winning percentage of 56.7%. Again, follow all of our picks by following Simon Hunter in the Action Network app. Look, look, like you win at a near 57% clip, you are making serious dollars. That's all I can say. That is a professional, that is, that is better than professional. And we've had a lot of questions. I mean, I won't get it to all the different ones I get, but the biggest one I keep getting is money management. Um, listen, people, people do units. I don't really bet that way. Uh, but if you are doing units, like you start the year with a thousand dollars and you're breaking that up into a hundred units, whatever you're doing. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a chaser, but if I have a down week, like we did last week, this week I go a lot bigger and it's, it's basically one of those that you, you have to believe in yourself and you can't just bet the same line, the same amount of money every week. You're just going to be spinning your tires in mud. It's so hard to get up money if you're just consistently betting the same number. So for the people out there, if you have a down week or if I have a down week, I mean, I wouldn't do it personally for yourself, but like, I know that it's going to work out for me. You start upping your bets after down weeks. So people ask when, when I really start, upping the money early in the year it's probably usually week four or five that's when like i'm confident like i have a read on the season i'll start upping the money but for people out there you can't be betting the same exact dollar in a game you're doing week one as you're doing in week 13 you need to start trying to build an actual bank road you can't just be winning for that weekend you need to start trying to upping the money so my advice to you if you got smacked around this week you didn't listen to the show or you didn't follow us on twitter and you had a bad week yeah, don't go crazy this weekend because I'm obviously coming off a great week. So I should, just by the numbers, have a down week. But I've loved these lines again this week, so we're going to dive into it here. But it's another week where I'm just seeing so much crazy value. All right, let's roll. There is no Thursday night game this week. There is a Steelers-Ravens game. Do we want to talk about that for a second? Just take the Steelers. It's a huge number. It's up to plus 10 with the Ravens. But if they have no Lamar, if they don't have J.K. Dobbins, if, if they don't have Mark Andrews, what do the Ravens have in offense? RG3? RG3 is terrible. So Steelers are going to be mad. They're mad about all this being moved around, them affecting their, their season being affected. But I still think they're going to play the game. These players want the paycheck, and we need them to play. Because I was joking last week, we hit our over for the, the Pittsburgh Sportsbooks aren't going to let you cash that ticket until 16 games or all 16 games are played. And if this game's forfeited, even though the Steelers got a win, that voids the over ticket. So someone with a vested interest in the Pittsburgh Steelers having over nine and a half wins, I, I really need this game to be played. So taking the Steelers here, I'm taking them first half. And it's just one of those games where I, I, I feel bad for Ravens fans and the players on the Ravens, but this is a business. Teams are playing games without quarterbacks. They're going to get this game done. So it's going to be played. And we are in business, brother. Jaguars <laughs> visiting the Vikings. Minnesota Vikings. No man on the Minnesota Vikings. What are they? Eight and a half, nine and a half, depending on the book. My instinct on this game, bets and money, both coming in on the Vikings. The Vikings did not look good. They were missing Thielen. I was very high on this team going into the Cowboys game. Less high on this team now. I felt like losing that game, that was a big deal for them. To stay away from me. Staying away. Yeah, I'll stay away with you. Um, 
Jaguars have been covering really well here lately. They've been just been backdoor kings. They backdoor everyone. And this is where it runs out. I, I'll take Minnesota this week. Uh, I hate that it's such a high number, and I hate backing Kirk Cousins, but the, the Jags, they, they, they've, they've played really well down the stretch here. But it has to catch up them here. And the Vikings, they're due for a big win. So I don't love it. We're definitely up on the competition, but I'll take the Vikings here. I'd be remiss if I didn't say uh, we will have on the show our Hornets Nest, which was the Falcons, which we won. Our Big Balls Bet of the Week, which was the Eagles, which we won. And you'll have your survivor pick because we're out of our survivor pool together. So uh, you'll have your survivor pick to discuss this week. So heartbroken by that. It's so easy. We like, we could have, if we were still going, man, we would have taken the saints last week and we'll talk about it coming up, but we had saved the chiefs just for this week. And I saved them for my competition for this week. So yeah, I'm heartbroken. I'm heartbroken. We're not in anymore. Cause it's back to back easy weeks. Like late in the season like this, it's so rare. You're heartbroken. You're heartbroken. <laughs> I wanted a million too, buddy. <laughs> All right, the Browns are visiting the Titans. This is a really interesting game. Money and bets coming in on the Titans right now. They are, it opened at three and a half. It's now at five and a half. DraftKings has them as five and a half point favorites. Woo, that. That's, you know what? What? Hold on, hold on. Are we walking into a hornet's nest right now? No, I – We're not? Do, okay. Do you, do you want to? Do you want to take the Titans? No, I don't. I, 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 I actually don't. don't. Take, I honestly don't want to take either side. I, I'm going to end up betting the Titans. Um, but, yeah, the Browns could easily cover this number as a dog against a terrible Titans secondary. But I'm not putting money on Baker. Watching that Jags game last week, he missed guys open in the end zone. Yeah, you might have a good play here and there, but I, I'm, I can't deal with Baker. So I'll take the Titans, but, yeah, let's, I'm not putting this in the competition. Well, why do you say, like, you're, like, by the way, you don't have to bet it. You don't have to bet every game. Eh, eh, I, I like betting every game because I play a system that's giving me number values on each game. So, yeah, maybe this game I'm only going to put 500 on it. But, right. You don't have to bet every game, but I'm a better that I do bet every game because I only have 16 weeks or 17 weeks out of the year to make a lot of money. So I don't judge him. If you if you do basketball, baseball, all that stuff, of course, pick three games a night and like pick your spots. But with NFL, I pick my spots where there's games I'm going to load up on, or there's first half bets that I load up on compared to the total game or spread. But I, I like to play every game. It's just fun having action on every game because. A lot of times, my system will cash games I don't believe at all in, but I bet it just because it's saying there's good value there. And it's just like, yep, yeah, that's why I do it, because computers are smarter than humans. So I'm with you. You don't have to bet every game, but I like having action on every game. They may be smarter, but they don't have feelings. <laughs> Some do. Like you and me. Know what I'm saying? What's your number? What is your – what is your – what is your – your cold steel machine have as the number for the Titans and the Browns? Three and a half for the Browns. So I thought like plus three and a half would be good value in the Browns. And the fact that it is five and a half, that's what's making me think I probably should take the Titans here. Cause maybe I'm not reading this right, that it shot up this much. Cause that's, 
they don't move that number for the public. They're moving that because the Sharps are hitting it. So, obviously, a Sharp group's got to read on this Titans matchup, and they're, they're, they're playing this. This is, a, this is a big number for two teams that are both – I mean, I don't know if the Browns are 8-3 and three or 7-3, and three, but they're, they're playing well this year. So, it's an interesting game for sure. They're 8-3. and three. The Lions are visiting the Bears. Boy, this Bears team is just an embarrassment. I, I, I always love – you know, on a national game where they will always put up some kind of Deshaun Watson, Patrick Mahomes stat. And this week when the Bears were playing the Packers, it was how Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes are now one and two in lifetime QB rating in the history of the NFL with a minimum of 1,500 pass attempts. They have passed Aaron Rodgers, who was number one. So we got Mitch Trubisky throwing interceptions as if he just don't care. And then two historically great quarterbacks who were drafted after him. I remind everybody, the Bears traded up one spot to draft Mitch Trubisky. You, you can't make it up. And he literally played for one year at college at UNC. Wow. Mahomes was tearing it up for two years. And Watson. Winning two national nat- titles. National titles against Nick Saban. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm excited for the Browns fans because guess what? They're just going to burn it all down. Like, at least you guys aren't going to go 10-6, and six, make the playoffs with Nick Foles, and just be spinning your tires on a team that you're never going to win anything with. So Yeah, but you know what? Here's what's going to happen. The Bears have won five games. As my 14-year-old son points out, uh, Mitch Trubisky is 3-0, and uh, now 3-1 and as a starter but um, this season. But – they, they're still going to sneak in like another win or two maybe. So they're going to end up 6-10, and 7-9, and get a middle of the first round pick if they're lucky, which they won't even know what to do with. They'll probably draft another fucking tight end, and then they'll <laughs> go out and sign a tight end. So at least they'll have four tight ends on the roster to go with Cole Komet and Jimmy Graham. They won't have anybody who can throw to him. They won't have anybody who can protect the quarterback. They won't have anybody who can run the ball, but at least they'll have a fifth round receiver from Tulane they're excited about and eight fucking tight ends on the roster. And like, you know, that'll be the Woo. Bears. Poor Chad. Whatever. What's your take on this game? Are you <laughs> this game? Uh, so this is classic uh, spot. Yeah. Everyone's going to be betting Detroit because the coach and GM just got fired. They should light a fire under everyone's ass. The Bears suck. We all know the Bears suck. No one's going to be betting the Bears this week. So the fact that it's down to minus three, I'll be betting the Bears. And it's not enjoyable. But with the Lions, if the Kenny Galladay's still out, the, the running back's still out with Swift, how can you back the Lions here? Stafford just looks hopeless with the weapons around him. So I don't love it. It's painful to do it, but I'll take the Bears minus three. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I agree with you. I don't know if this is a contest game yet. I think we got to see where else we land if we find five that we like better. And to be honest, um, the next game up, which is the Raiders at the Jets and the Jets plus seven and a half, call me crazy. Call me crazy. I could see this being the game the Jets win. You're crazy. Okay. Uh, yeah, taking the Raiders after getting blown out. They got embarrassed. Back-to-back road games, usually a team, after they get blown on the first road game, they'll go and play the second one a lot. I don't know how to say tougher, but 
they just laid down in that game. They, I felt like every time they showed the Raiders, they were fumbling to Atlanta. So the Jets are just a bad team. They're, they're doing it again. Like last week, they hung the Jets seven and a half, and they kind of sucked me in against – because I thought Tua was playing. So I was like, okay, that's a good number against a rookie on the road here. Wasn't a good number. Fitz, Fitz Magic played, and he smacked the Jets yeah. around. Fitz Magic. Fitz Magic. Fitz Magic. I'm seeing tons of film put up of Sam Darnold doing exactly what Carson Wentz did last night, not seeing open, re- open receivers downfield, like glaringly open receivers streaking downfield. So high number, seven and a half. I know what they're trying to do. They're trying to scare me off the Raiders, but I'll take the Raiders this week. No. Yeah. I know. I didn't see that. I saw this and thought, of course he's going to take the Jets. You don't take the freaking Raiders as seven and a half point favorites on the road. That's absurd. They're not good enough to be seven and a half (laughs) favorites on the road. But you know what? I'll tell you what. I'm looking at the number right now. I'm looking at the percentages, and it's true. 60% of the money, which is usually professional money, is on the Raiders. Right. I think, I think they're thinking the same thing as me is they're, they're trying to mess with our heads, give us a seven and a half because everything you said is true. A home dog, seven and a half. That's a great number to take the Jets, but I, I got this pro rate at nine and a half. So as long as it stays under 10, I'm, I'm happy to take the Raiders here. We don't have any games that we like so far except for the Bears. We have not walked into the Hornets' nest. We have not found a big balls bet of the week. Saints on the road at the Falcons, three-point favorites. That's what the Saints are at DraftKings. Sharp money coming in on Atlanta. This dropped from three and a half to three. You got the bets coming in on the Saints and the money coming in on the Falcons. This line. This line, buddy. Dude, Uh, dude, dude. You know what I'm feeling right now? This. This feels like a hornet's nest. Do you want this to be the one? You want to take the Falcons? God, I don't know. I don't know. I, don't know. Do I? I, I just want to take the Saints simply just because we won so big on the Falcons last week. Like, I hate. By the way, him. who's the we? Who's the we that won? I ended up not betting the Falcons because you were afraid of Julio Jones, so we didn't put him in the pool. So if you won on the Falcons, then you won on the Falcons. We we did not win anything. We lost. Because I said, let's take the Giants because you didn't want to take the Falcons. So there's no we here, bestie. Uh, I was speaking to the fans. Thank you, Chad. Uh, The fans are more humble and smarter than you, and they listen to my advice. So on Twitter, I gave out uh, those six plays, and one of those six plays was Atlanta. And I gave out Atlanta's money line. So only person to blame is blame yourself. You're so busy Sunday mornings running around. Little of you, it's like take you two minutes. Let's see what the sharp's doing this morning. Let me hop on real quick, see what the side man's doing. Nope, Chad's too busy doing his little shows, running a company. Listen, (laughs) on Sunday mornings, as as I've mentioned, we right now have a show called Convince Me that is on Sunday mornings at eleven o'clock at Action Network HQ, eleven a.m. Eastern. You guys are actually giving out winners. We're giving out winners. Chad's giving out winners. It's me. It's it's Sean Corner, Chris Raybon, and Matthew Friedman will try to convince me in three different segments the prop I should take, the side I should take, and the total I should take. And they are crushing it. And the yeah. show, by the way, like, I can't even say how big it's getting. Over the last three weeks, like, it is no joke of the Twitter-specific shows that are from really big media companies. 
this one is beating all of them. I can't even, it's not even exaggeration. Like it just is. And so they keep giving me these winners. And yet somehow I keep convincing myself to take the only, like they'll have like two or three losers every week out of the nine picks. I keep picking the losers. <laughs> just pick whatever Sean gives you, man. That dude's unreal with his props. He's, he's amazing. Just, he's amazing. I hate props because I'm like, how can you project out how a player is going to be used in this specific game? Like, how do you know their scheme? Dude, he's so good, man. I've been betting his prop bets this year. He's money. They're all amazing. The corner Freeman, Raybon, they're all amazing. Anyway, so you're saying you're taking the Saints here, but is that a contest play? I kind of want it to be because I, I, I just, I don't know. I like, I like the Saints a lot that it's minus three. Even though, like you said, it's scaring me a little bit. The Sharps coming on the Falcons, but – I've, I've backed the Falcons week, uh, one week, and I backed them again the following week, and they just let me down the following week. So I'll, I'm going to ride that train and take the Saints here. All right, I'm putting it on the list. We'll see if we can find anything better. Bengals, Dolphins. Dolphins are 11-point favorites at home. I don't know, man. <laughs> <sighs> I have to take the Bengals, but, yeah, it sucks. Um, I don't know. It's just a situational play, a home dog this big. I had this line at eight. They're not a home dog. It's, it's Bengals at Miami. Oh, oh, wow. So I had this written down as Bengals at home. Um, still a big number, but I guess, yeah, you take Miami just because they're at home. Bengals covered last week. That was the first game with the new QB. That new QB yeah. really didn't do much. Uh, no, but that did, so- like, like, that did feel like that's the game when you take the Bengals. Clearly, we didn't, and we, I mean, I, but, like, the bloom is off the rose. You go back right. down to Miami, and you get the snot beaten out of you. Yeah, like, I would have loved this for the Bengals if it was Miami back-to-back road games, but like you just said, the fact that Miami's home, I'll have to go, like, redo it because I put this in my system as if they're on the road. Um, I'm guessing it would, it would take three points away. So, yeah, this is probably a good number with Miami, as long as it stays under 12, 13, but – I, I hate putting in this big of a number in our competition, but I, of all the games we're looking at right now, this is, this is a pretty good one that fits me at home with that defense against the Bengals. Well, here's something else to think about, Simon. We still need to use one more buy. Right. So could be, just could be a bye week. I mean, that's, I told you, that's, that's a call you're going to have to make because you're going to come to me Sunday morning and you know the deal, buddy. I'm, I'm always firing away. I'm always confident come Sunday. So, like, we don't love these games right now, but come Sunday, like, I'm going to have reads on a lot of these games. I'm really going to love them. So, it's tough to say right now. But, yeah, if, you, if Chad wants to pull the card and say, nope, we're doing it, we'll use the bye week. Listen, sure as, sure as the sun will rise somewhere around the world, Simon will text me on Sunday morning, I love our picks, brother. Always. All right, well, let's put a pin in this one then. Colts minus three visiting the Houston Texans. A lot of money coming on the Colts. And this does feel like a buy low, sell high, right? Like the Colts looking great on Thanksgiving. Deshaun Watson feeling great. You got the Colts getting beat up at home in a spot that that looked like they were ripe for getting beat up. So, of course, you're going to play the Colts, like, in a division game on the road where you've got Frank Reich against Romeo Cornell. Right. And that Colts, when I liked it early in the week and then all the COVID stuff came with the injuries came out, and they were just missing too many starters. And now the Texans have Wolf Fuller going out for PEDs. 
and they're losing a guy in their secondary for PEDs. So Texans, that was a great win by them on Thanksgiving. Happy for them. Colts just got smacked around at home now going on the road. It's, it is brutal back in Rivers, but like you just said, the coaching matchup so glaring here with Romeo Cromel. And minus three with the Colts, I'll take it. I know it's going to be the public side, but the public wins sometimes. So I would like to put this one in a minus three. I, I agree with you. 100% agree with you. We have not walked into the hornet's nest. We have not had our big balls bet of the week. But we are walking into the late game window with a doozy Rams three-point favorites against the Cardinals. The early line, the look-ahead line on this, Cardinals minus one. Now it's Rams minus three with money and bets coming in on the Rams. Is this, are we, is it? It's the big balls bet of the week. Is it? Because I felt like it was. I had a feeling. Yeah, you have to take this one. This is a little worrisome where, like, I got word on Friday or Saturday that Kyler's shoulder still wasn't right. Obviously, I'm going to have to keep on checking in on that because if he can't throw it downfield, this Cardinals offense is no good. They're just going to stack the line and keep everything in tight, just like New England did. Where New England wouldn't let him get outside. They wouldn't let him scramble. And the Rams are just one of these teams. They're hard to get a read on. Their defense can play so well some weeks. Other weeks, they take off. Golf, he is so hot and cold, and he's been a turnover machine of late. So, like you just said, the public's coming all over the Rams, and people are going to leave the Cardinals dead for now. They've lost two in a row, um, both by three. So, my mind, we're getting plus three, a home dog, divisional. Happy to take the Cardinals here in the big balls better of the week. Makes all the sense in the world. Everything that I talked about in the beginning, we're like, I look for short home dogs. I look for teams that are, have a lack of luster in terms of public perception. Teams where the preponderance of the bets, meaning the public, is coming in on the favorite. Like, the Cardinals are in the middle of that sweet spot right now. Uh, big balls, bet of the week. <laughs> Arizona Cardinals. I want to put the I want to put the bets in this week just for that one. Just because of that one. Yeah, <laughs> I love it so much. I love uh, it. The New York Giants are uh, now ten point underdogs on the road at Seattle. Like, look, Daniel Jones not playing. The, you can't really, you can't bet on this game. Yeah, I don't know what the read is like. This will be one of those. I'll just tease this. I'll just tease Seattle down. Like rare game, I probably won't end up betting this straight. Um, have no faith in the Giants without Daniel Jones, even though he has been great. He still is better than Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy came in that game and was just anemic. It was that's why. Like people say, NFL is fixed. That felt like such a fixed game where he comes in. I think they are up six, so we're covering at this point. They go down, they kick that field goal, and I go, all right, that, this bet's dead. They're definitely going to go down the field now and score a yes. touchdown. 100%. BS, PI call in the, the end zone, and they cover that number. So, Giants, I, I, I'm with you. you. You can't really bet them, but I, I'm going to take the Seattle, and I'll just tease them down. So, we'll, we'll stay away from this number. There is something about Colt McCoy that I do love. Many, many years ago when I was at ESPN the Magazine, uh, 
I was a senior editor and I was given an assignment by our editor-in-chief to reimagine what the front of the book, that's what you called like the first 20 pages of the magazine, looked like, right? And so me and another editor uh, went on this sort of complete and total boondoggle. Like this is a, this is what used to happen in the magazine world when there was real money in publishing. And we went in this boondoggle and just found like creative people or people we wanted to talk to and said, we're reimagining what the magazine looks like. Can we spend 20 minutes with you and get your take on how you consume media? What's interesting to use? We met with like improv comedy troops and we met with high scale advertising agencies. And we also went to Austin and sat with Colt McCoy and another player whose name I forgot. And Colt McCoy, like at the time was the superstar, you know, myth making quarterback. And he was just a great guy. He was just lovely and gave us all this insight into how athletes think because we were thinking that we want to turn part of it over to athletes. And he was amazing. Ever since then, I have rooted for Colt McCoy. And um, I also feel like just from a betting point of view, there are times when you get that veteran quarterback and in the second week, they've had a chance to prep and they are sort of the, um, the expectations are lower. So I might not hate betting on the Giants here, but it doesn't make me comfortable but I don't hate it as much as you do. Yeah, it's just too scary. And I'm with you. When I, when you whenever we say Cole McCoy, I just think of Texas. Like, that was such a unique era where – not that everyone's not locked into college football like you were used to, but, like, he was there for all four years after Vince Young. And he yeah. was still a great – I mean, he wasn't great like Vince Young was great, but he was a great quarterback in the sense that people remember his name, like you just said, and it's been over 10 years and he's still in the league. So, exactly. He's going to get the full week of reps – that's why I also don't trust this number. It's too scary to take the, at the 10. All right. We still haven't walked into the hornet's nest. You haven't talked about your survivor. But meanwhile, <laughs> we, got the, uh, we got the Eagles who are just dreadful trash. There's no way the hornet's nest is going to be betting the Eagles at plus nine against the Packers in Green Bay in a late afternoon game. There is no way. This team is just terrible. Like, they are awful. They're awful, but uh, no, it's not a Hornets Nest game. That's coming up. Um, love it. Love the Eagles. Give it oh to me. Oh, my God. It to You're me all sick. Night. You are disgusting. But it's just too big of a number. Green Bay is not a good defense. I know they have guys back in the secondary. Eagles are terrible. I'm shocked this many people are even betting on the Eagles. Um, but, yeah, it's a big number. Uh, not going to make anyone pick the Eagles, though. That's why I'm not going to make it any of our unique bets because this is one of those I'm just going to take by myself and just cry in the corner. I, I have to take this number. It's too big. It should be seven. It's nine. Happy to take the nine. This is disgusting. You are a disgusting human being. You, <laughs> it's like, I cannot believe you would do this. After what you did to yourself last night, I saw you were on the, the Eagles money line and the Eagles to cover at six. Like, you deserve any misery you get if you're going to. Yeah. It's, it's sickening, but yeah, it's. Uh, yeah. Meanwhile, people, by the are way, like, people keep saying you're betting the Eagles just because you're a fan. I bet against the Eagles constantly. That's not it. We're just an awful team this year, so we're getting a lot of value on our lines. That's why I keep betting the Eagles. Let me remind people right now, this is why we're heading into a bye week. Right now, the teams that we <laughs> like, that we like, Bears minus three, Saints minus three, Miami minus 11. Um, cards, uh, plus three Eagles plus nine and a half Colts minus three. 
these teams all in various ways can make you sick. That sounds like a fun weekend to me, Chad. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. That's a fun weekend. I'm like, I might not even watch football this weekend. That's how disgusting <laughs> it all looks. It might be the first weekend where I say to my wife, I don't have to work on Sunday. After we do convince me at 11 o'clock on at Action Network HQ. Patriots visiting the Chargers. Boy, if the Chargers can't find ways to, to sneak a loss out of a win as far as the betters are concerned, that was something. This past weekend, the worst worst display of coaching you'll ever see. If you you just watch the replay of the final minute, there's plenty of people that tweeted out the full video. Awful, awful, awful coaching, and this is easily our hornet's nest game of the week. Walking into the hornet's nest, I'm walking into a fucking hornet's nest. All right, now be my companion. New England Patriots just alone on the coaching mismatch. This game should have been Patriots minus three. I know Cam's not good. And he didn't play well at all. I saw a hilarious stat. It's the first time in like 30 years that two, in the same week, two quarterbacks threw for under 100 yards and won. It was Cam Newton and Tyson Hill. So back again, fading the Chargers. I, I, I get why people might be taking them here because they got a good quarterback who can throw the ball around. But you got to think Belichick scheming up against a rookie with just a great secondary that New England still has. It's the only good thing on their team is that secondary. Got to take New England here. I know the line's moved down. It's down to minus one in some books. Still like the value on New England, so I'm happy to take this one and put in our competition. Oh, my God. I can't – like, I was sick enough watching the Pats and, like, just wanted to curse you so much that we, that we were on the Pats against the Cardinals mm. in that game. And in that, when he kicked, oh God, when he kicked that field goal, I don't know if I can go through it again. Cam Newton is, is really He's bad. Bad. He's bad. I think he might be hurt. Like, who knows? His body's just breaking down. But this is more of a bet on Belichick than it is on Cam. All right. Sunday night. Broncos Chiefs. Uh, Broncos are 14 point underdogs. I will never bet the Broncos in this spot. Give me the Chiefs minus 20. Yeah. This is a pro game. Like, uh, yeah, I'll probably have to end up taking the Broncos, but I'm not going to do it just because it's Drew Locke. I'm done, done putting money on Drew Locke. I we've said that that's good for him against that Miami. That was amazing, but Chiefs, Chiefs, Chiefs minus fourteen. Maybe they'll let him back door him because we saw the Chiefs against Tampa Bay. They simply stopped trying. Like they weren't going to run it up on them. They could yeah. do that here, but it's divisional game. I, I like the Chiefs and. Patrick Mahomes, if you just go through his career, he's owned the Broncos, especially at covering big numbers. So I'm with that. We can take the Chiefs. Uh, this next game is really interesting. It's the, it's the first Monday night game. There's two Monday nighters. Washington at Pittsburgh. Washington is a 10-point dog. This is a pros-Joes game right now. And before I even looked at the odds and percentages, and again, get everything I'm talking about, you can see what I'm seeing. Uh, go to actionnetwork.com, download the Action Network app. Washington is a 10-point underdog. 60% of the bets coming in on Pittsburgh, 80% of the money coming in on Washington. I like Washington here. I think they might be the best defensive line the Steelers have faced. And, and that offensive line for the Steelers at times this year has, has struggled. And Ben has looked like he's in trouble a, a couple times. So I like Washington in this spot. 
Me too. And pure value bet, I'll take Washington's money line here. The fact that Pittsburgh's playing an early divisional game against the Ravens. We don't even know how it's going to go. But we're going to assume it's going to be a battle, and they're just going to beat the crap out of each other. That's what these two teams do. So we know how hard it is to go undefeated in a season. This feels like such a letdown game in between spot where they, they won't get up for the game. How do you not take Washington here? It, like we're, We already hate ourselves for doing it because obviously Pittsburgh, unbelievable, and Washington's in the worst division of football. But like you just said, that's a big number for a team coming in on a short week. So happy to take Washington with, the, with that number. Also, also, the market has not adjusted to Alex Smith, professional football quarterback. Your guy. PFQB. That's what I call him. He's just a professional. He, that's just what he is. He knows how to play quarterback in the National Football League. This is a bankroll game for me. Oh, no. Is it really? Dude, it's Alex me, Smith. Come, please. Please, me, Chad. Me, don't do it. Give me Alex Smith plus 10. I, I don't mind <laughs> the money line either. Uh, I don't, yeah, it's good value. It's totally good value. The Bills are two-and-a-half-point favorites at the Niners on Monday night. I like the Niners here. This feels like such a sharp game. I hate that they moved, like, everything that's going to California. They're making these guys go play in Arizona now. Yeah, I know. You're right. Don't like that. It, like, it's – they got their own lives going on. Now they can't be around their family. I, I'm not a fan of this whole situation with them. But how do we not fade the Bills after that win? Big win at home, now coming on the road. Usually a letdown spot. And I know it's scary that the 49ers just had that amazing win. But we, what we saw in that game was they just played good team defense. And yeah. what we know about the Bills is they can get sloppy with the ball. And Josh Allen can try to make plays sometimes that just aren't there. So in a game that should get schemed up that it's a good number with the 49ers, I think you can wait on this number and let the public keep coming in on the Bills. You might be able to get San Fran or the 49ers, I should say, up to uh, plus three and a half. So we can wait on that one. And hopefully by the time they lock the numbers in, this is up to three and a half. Yeah, I agree with you. I feel like um, the Bills are a team that can beat teams that make mistakes. But the Niners are not a mistake-prone team. They're just not. Like, they're so well-coached. that and, and the things they rely on are so steeped in the fundamentals. They're not gimmicky. Um, it's, it's amazingly impressive that this is a 5-6 and six team. At Crazy. This point in the season given the injuries they've had. Uh, and and like the, with the Bills, they're, they're going to be one of my favorite teams this year going to the playoffs that on any given Sunday, if everything's clicking right, especially with their D-line, that they just need their defense to show up because I really do think any given game, Josh Allen can have a, a special game. And they're one of these teams that when it's all put together right, they can make a run. They can, they, like people don't think they can match up against the Chiefs. On paper, they have – certain weapons on defense that could shut down the Chiefs. But right now they're just not playing good. And their defense just had – like that was their best game of the year by far against the Chargers. And maybe I'm reading it wrong and maybe they have gotten it right and they're going to play the 49ers like really well. But to me this is uh, – this just screams of a, Joe, a, a pro versus Joe's game. And the public will just love this Bills number, especially the fact that it's under a three and they're going to come in on it. So I have to take the 49ers here. Producer and Buffalo Bills fan and Western New York native, Matt Mitchell, uh, has weighed in that the Buffalo Bills have not won on Monday Night Football since 1999. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> that's insane. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess I just locked it in for us. Then I guess we got to put the 49ers in. 100%. All right. So right now, if we don't take a buy this week, these are the games that we like. And I think we have found a decent number of games that we can start to feel good about. We'll yeah. be choosing. We'll be choosing from Saints minus three, Miami minus 11, Colts minus three, Cards plus three, Eagles plus nine and a half, Pats minus one, Washington plus 10, Niners plus two and a half. There are three games on this list that I 100% love. Cards, yeah. Washington, Niners. I, I really like the car, Cards one. That's what's scaring me so much. That feels like such a glaring game that really stands out. That that's, I mean, I know it's our big balls by the week. Or it just – that is a funky line. Um, so, yeah, we can get into the Survivor here. This is another week – some big numbers and some teams that most people haven't used. So like I said, I'd been saving the chiefs just like I was for us. Perfect week to use them here against Denver. If you already somehow use the chiefs, I mean, it's, it's, it's one of these weeks where it's, you got to get a little weird with it. Like Minnesota at home against the Jaguars. Of course, I want to tell people to take that, but as someone that got knocked out on Minnesota, that's, it's scary. It is scary back in Kirk. So for my, I guess the second one I'd put in is Minnesota. And if you hadn't used them yet, it's not terrible Green Bay against the Eagles. Eagles are not a good team. They're, they're a team that can cover maybe on these back doors, but they're not a team you can really trust to beat these teams outright. So I don't hate the Green Bay play either if you haven't used them yet. So my favorite one is the Chiefs. Second favorite is Minnesota. And then if you have to, Green Bay. I hope you keep winning. I only want good things for you. Yeah, it's not a million. I wouldn't get paid out like what we were on the pace for, but it'd still be a nice little payday if we can make this final people. Listen, we still got a shot to win a million in this contest. We got a shot. There's this one guy who's just been money. Like, I've been tracking his picks. I saw him making a little run. He started the year terribly. Like, I think he started the year, uh, might have been two and eight. And every week he goes four and one. Like, I, I've been betting his own, I've been betting his picks because this dude's been so good. Um, he was sharp last week. He rode with us. He took – he ended up taking Houston like we did. He ended up taking Washington like we did. He did the Saints. And then he he took a really dumb pick in taking Cleveland. He took them. So he lost that one. And then, obviously, he covered on the Bucks. So this guy's pretty damn sharp. He's going to be tough to chase. Because the guy we talked about early in the season, he's falling off completely. Like the guy I joked about every week yeah. is just fading the Cowboys and the Jets. Yeah, he's he's like – he's back down in the 20s now. So – the dudes ahead of us, they're for real. It's going to be tough to catch them, but if we just keep stringing these weeks along here, I really do think we can get back in the top 10 and make some serious coin. We're going for it, buddy, but we still got to find a buy. We need one. <laughs> we got to find one. We got to find one. All right. Uh, as we have been doing every single week, we asked fans to rate and review the podcast. Those who did and used the winning phrase in their review were eligible to win up to $500. And this week, you're winning $400. Uh, and we did have so many reviews. Matt Mitchell will send me like choices for reviews that I then ultimately select. Uh, and he's like, I said, we have so many good ones. He goes, yeah, we had so many reviews this week. So that's all amazing. Thank you for all that. And we will reveal the winner in a second. Reminder that we are doing another phrase that pays. So let's see. The winner will win $100 for every win Simon and I have in this week's contest. We will match that number with a donation to the winner's favorite charity, go rate and review the podcast using the phrase, Simon says, bet 
like an insider, and we will randomly choose the winner to get that cash. The winner. And Barry Watt, by the way, last week's winner, uh, Daniel, uh, forwent the cash. He chose, it was only a hundred bucks, unfortunately, because we went one and four. He chose to have uh, his money donated to Black Lives Matter and that uh, he would instead take a hoodie, an Action Network hoodie. Um, The winner of this week's contest is Ron with two N's, Hollywood Burner. Ron (laughs) with two N's, Hollywood Burner. I I feel like that's like fake, but please reach out to matt.mitchell at Action Network for actionnetwork.com matt.mitchell at actionnetwork.com for your prize here is ron's review five stars from ron hollywood burner don't get emotional simon says don't get emotional but these guys are so likable and so much fun to spend these sessions with and they give winners simon says don't get emotional but i'm going the other way on this one I'm all in on my, the favorite podcast, Emotionally Invested Attachment. It was written in a much more lovely way than it was read. That was a struggle. It really was. I wouldn't judge though. I can't read either. So that was pretty, that was good by my standards. Amazing, amazing review. All the reviews are amazing. We appreciate them so much. Um, please don't be offended if we don't choose you. But that was fantastic. Simon, keep, re- keep reviewing people. We, we, every week we're choosing a new one. So every week you can go write a new one. We, we might pick you. That's totally true, by the way. Just because you've entered once doesn't mean you're not eligible every single week. $400 to Ron Hollywood Burner. This has been the Favorites Podcast from the Action Network. I am Chad Millman. He is Simon Hunter. Download from Apple Podcasts, from Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Until next week. Love you.